Hey everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Mag, and this week for episode number 171 of our MCS podcast, I got on a video chat with my old friend and one of the most accomplished fighters and trainers to ever come out of the elite Israeli military units, Moni Isaac, about strategies for defeating multiple attackers in a real street fight. Now, Moni did a great job of highlighting some of the biggest mistakes people make that can literally get you killed in a multi-attack. And he has some great advice you can put to use right away to be better prepared for this very real threat. Don't forget to go and grab the show notes for this week's episode, including a special cheat sheet so you can get all the tips condensed down into one nice, tidy little action packet for you. Just go on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 171 and pick up your free bonus pack. Again, that's www.mcsmagazine.com slash 171. While you're doing that, let's jump into my video chat with Moni now. Bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging. Would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Facing multiple attackers is one of the most life-threatening encounters you could ever find yourself in. But although most training is done with a heavy focus on -on one-on-one attacks, the reality is that most criminal attacks aren't one-on-one. Whether you're targeted by smart gang members who realize that swarming you in numbers makes you an easy victim, or someone's buddies jump in to help him out when you're forced to defend yourself from the average drunken fool, you better be prepared to fight back effectively. Now, frankly, despite how easy it looks in the movies to take out a bloodthirsty gang of thugs, Jason Statham style, your best defense is to escape the area as quickly as possible to put the danger behind you. Unfortunately, you may not have that option. And if you're cornered with no escape and no choice but to fight, you need to know what tactics will get you killed and which ones will get you home safe. And that's why we're here today. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And joining us in this episode is a longtime network instructor, actually one of our first instructors ever from our network, like over 12 years ago, and my friend Moni Isaac. Moni, welcome to the program, man. It's good to have you. Pleasure to see you again, Jeff. Yeah, you too, man. I can't believe it's been over 12 years now. And what really makes me mad is that you don't look like you ever age at all. Like, it's really pissing me <laughs> off, frankly. And I think, I know you've got like a, the CKM Fit program for, that's a, that's a fitness program that you have. And I'm just, I don't have that program, but I'm just hoping like rule number one is something like mint chocolate chip ice cream or something. Like I want, I want, I want your secret to be something I can actually do. But uh, anyway, it's really good to have you back on here. Listen, everyone, if you, if you haven't heard any of our previous, um, man, it's been years now. So if you've been with us for a long time, you may have heard some of our other conversations that we've had with Moni on this stuff. And, uh, but Moni is the founder of the Israeli based fighting system, Commando Krav Maga and a leader in providing real hand-to-hand combat and weapons training to the most elite commando units and SWAT forces in Israel and around the world. Amoni's combat or commando Krav Maga survival system is based on crucial and straightforward moves that you must know to save your life in a real street fight. 
Amoni started out training in judo and jiu-jitsu at the age of eight, and throughout his youth virtually dominated Israel's competitive scene, winning national titles seven times. Now, deciding not to try out for an Olympic berth in his late teens, he opted instead to shift his energy to becoming a member of one of the most clandestine and sophisticated military units in the world, responsible for counterterrorism and intelligence gathering behind enemy lines. Now, in the 70s, Moni was asked to improve upon the Israeli army's existing hand-to-hand combat system using his extensive knowledge of reality-based jiu-jitsu and competitive judo, specifically for the use for their special forces. Now, blending the the lethal trinity of Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, and Judo, he founded this new system, eventually calling the civilian version Commando Krav Maga. And you can learn more about Moni and his training at www.commandokravmaga.com and also ckmonline.com, which is his new online university where you can learn right on your computer how to defeat average and above average, actually dangerous street fights. Um, but this time we're talking about, um, we're talking about multiple attackers. So Moni, we've been talking about mindset a lot when it comes to street fights, street attacks and things like that. And, and especially when it comes to multiple attackers, that is, that's a really critical topic because I think a lot of people, they just figure that their best defense when they're overloaded, when they look and they see that they're facing multiple attackers, that. There's too many of them. There's there's just no chance in fighting back. There's no there's no chance in me beating them. So my best chance is just to just roll over, roll up in a ball, curl up, and just pray that they don't kill me. And at some point, they'll realize that they don't need to keep beating me. The problem with that is I've seen real gang fights where once people get in that adrenalized mode, they just keep kicking you when you're down. They don't stop, and they don't realize necessarily how frail the human body really is. If you just hit one really bad spot, you can literally just kill somebody. So, so here's my question for you. When, when someone has no choice and they're facing two, three, four or more attackers, like how can they build up their competitive mindset or their combative mindset? I'm sorry, not competitive, but their combative mindset. So they don't defeat themselves before they even have a chance to defend themselves. I think that- First, they have to understand what fear is because they're going to fear at that moment. And understanding fear and what the fear does to your body from adrenaline rush to the fact that you might freeze and so on, that will help you first to not be in vulnerable uh, position right from the beginning. So what we do in our system for high levels, we teach them what fear is. We teach them how to deal with fear and pain because this is number one, you need to be in a mental state that you know that you're going to feel a little bit uh, weak in your legs and, and you know, sweaty and uh, unable to focus and, uh, you know, tunnel vision and all the things that we know that happen in reality. But if you don't understand what's happening to you, you might actually go to all hell, something wrong, and you're actually going to defensive mode. In fact, what you have to remember in this situation is all about surviving. And the only rule in this situation is that there are no rules. You have to basically break through and find a way to survive. And and this is an excellent question because we live today in, in, in an era that there are so many ways for you to actually see what, what's going on. Not in a dojo, not in protective environment. Actually, you can get videos of real case scenarios that's happening all around the world. And I'm very connected to many law enforcement and so on. I'm getting 
probably anywhere between 20 to 30 videos of different subjects to do with things that happen in the street. But it's real things that happen in the street. So if you take that, analyze it, and learn it, you learn that there is not one simple scenario. There are so many different uh, factors that you have to take in consideration. For instance, would it be two, three, four people? Are they right in front of you? Are they semicircle you? Are they surrounding you? That's number one. Number two, what I learned from our experiment, and we did a lot of experiment, no matter what you do, if you stay too long between people, no matter how strong you are, you can be the world champion in Mutai or Judo or Jiu-Jitsu, they will get you. They will finish you. <laughs> they will get you. There is no question. Just So, no matter, no matter how strong you are, eventually they will get you, and there is no question about that. So, for that reason, uh, what I analyze is, number one, you cannot and never go to grappling mode and go to the ground. It's never going to work. You have to stand on your feet and be all the time in maneuver uh, situation. Using strikes, using anything you can do to try to uh, either finish or, uh, uh, you know, arm one person at a time. But definitely you have to break through and use your fitness to run away as fast as you can. Yeah. But is there any, like, I know I've seen a lot of your videos. And one of the things that you really, that you really stress with people, I mean, you put people, I mean, you choke them out. Like, you you show them what it's like to actually lose consciousness sometimes. God, you know, God bless your uh, your actual the people that are out there like training with you, your training partners are there because you really do show them like, this is what it's like. This is what a real attack is like. So, so you're saying that helping them to experience that fear in their training makes it more realistic, helps boost up their confidence so that when they see three attackers in front of them, they don't immediately, like they already have some sense of, okay, yes, this is fearful. I mean, it would be kind of stupid not to be, have some sense of fear when you're facing three attackers in the street, right? But they're already experiencing it from the training. And so that experience makes it so it's not this foreign concept to them or this foreign mental gymnastics they have to go through, which is unknown to them, and they just shut down from there. So you're saying, like, really, the real the realism of your training goes a long way toward building up your confidence, right? True, and, and it's exactly right. In fact, also pain is very, very important because – Imagine that you want to be the best boxer in the world, the world champion in boxing. You cannot go to become a world champion in boxing without being punched in the face a few times, isn't it? Or if you want to be a judo champion, you cannot be a judo champion before falling on, on your butt for so many times, on your back, side. So you have to experience pain in order to understand that this is should be a fuel that you have to take and continue and overcome and understand that this is normal. So many people train in such a way that they never experience pain, never experience fear, and they think that they can handle a street fight. It's never going to happen. Hmm. You have to understand what fear is. You have to understand what pain is. We don't do it with beginners. We do it with high level. And it's amazing because as soon as they go through that, they understand it better, and they will be better prepared for the street. Yeah. But again, multiple attacker is such a, a, a very important subject, yet there are so many variables that can happen. So I'm trying to put myself in a situation that if I was there, 
in any situation that four people who stand semicircle around me and start to hustle, whatever it is. If verbally I was not able to diffuse the situation, I'm probably going to break through the weakest person first. I'm going to break through and trying to escape as fast as or we call it disengage gracefully. You have to do what you have to do to survive. That's the reality. There are no secret recipes that you can give to, give to people. It has so many different things. And definitely, you don't want to stand there and choke one at a time. So, if at all, striking would be way more applicable in in situation of uh, multiple attacker uh, as opposed to one-on-one situation. Sure. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, Moni. Um, one of the most debate one of the most debated combatives question out there when it comes to multiple attackers is is who do I strike first, right? And I and I've seen articles, I've seen videos, and I've seen lots of different ways that people have a different take on this. Some people will say, well, attack the leader of the group, and the rest of them will just give up and run away. I've seen, you know, attack the loudest guy in the group because he's probably the, the biggest bully, but he's also the one that probably he's, he's loudest because he doesn't, doesn't really have the skills to match it up. I've seen attack the person who's armed. I've seen a whole bunch of different things. Now, I, I understand that it's going to be situationally dependent, right? But when, when posed with that question, if somebody were to ask you, like, what, if there are any general principles or general tactics that you have for who to attack first, once you decide that I'm not going to be able to talk my way out of this, I'm not going to be able to escape out of this, I've got to fight, I ask you the question, are there, what principles do you have for who is the best person to attack first? Okay, so actually I have two answers for that. Okay. It's really, again, as you said, it really depends on the situation. But if you identify that the leader is extremely dominant and everybody look up to him, and you see that, maybe it will be a good idea to actually strike him first, to knock him out first, and then when everybody for a second or two trying to understand what's going on, you break through. But if you don't identify who is the leader, and it's look like you have uh, three or four loudmouths around you that are uh, basically screaming and so on, Look at the weakest one that you can break through and run away and knock him out and go up through this uh, corridors that you're going to create. Tactically, there are so many different things that we teach. I'll give you some tips. For instance, if you stand in front of somebody that you think that he is a leader, you can say to him, hey, listen, man, you're, I'm sure that you are strong enough to fight men on men like one on one. You know I mean? Now, he is in a very, very, very touchy situation now. His informative friends cannot say, no, 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 well, let's fight all of us against you, right? <laughs> so if you go to the side to fight with him, maybe then you will have an opportunity to run away and or to knock him out and do something. One, two, if they're about your money, pull the money out, but throw it to their face. Let the money uh, be spread all over the place and let everybody be in a chaos for a second. Run away. Same thing with keys, anything else. But definitely improvised weapons, striking, maneuverability, and being able to break through this circle or semicircle as fast as you can. Identify which direction you have the best way to rescue yourself. Not an easy and not one answer. It's really uh, a very, very complicated issue. It's like if I take somebody at time, let's play chess. You know, the variety of options that you can do in chess is such that there is no one way. There are so many different ways. And it really depends on the tools. Which part is each and one of the pieces standing? And what is the strongest part that you have to take? And so same thing with multiple attackers. Yeah, I love it. And there's some really great tips in there. And I really like especially, you know, um, it's it's not necessarily 
always the, the person, like you don't go off of the loudest or things like that. But if you see that, for example, that the, the exit is off to your left, even though the loudest or the leader or whatever guy might be off to your right hand side, your best attack strategy, your best chess, your chest, your best chess move might be to attack that guy that's closest to the door, get him behind you so that he, people might trip over or whatever and get out the door and get away from it. So I, I love it. That's, there's a lot of great tips in there. Um, Okay, so we've been talking with Moni Isaac of CommandoKravMaga.com about how to defeat multiple attackers in a real street fight. And we've got a lot more coming up for you, including Moni's best tips for close quarters tactics to end the fight fast, even against multiple assailants. Moving and fighting at the same time, why it's critical to your survival, and how to move when you're being swarmed by a bunch of thugs. And finally, how to train the right way for a multiple attacker scenario, even if you don't have 12 training buddies who would love nothing more to do on a Friday night and try to beat the hell out of you. All that and more coming right up after this special message. Imagine staring up at a six foot nine, three hundred fifty pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do? Without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three-step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid, isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD you can claim now at DefeatLargerAttackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Moni Isaac of www.commandokravmaga.com talking about the most effective tactics for defeating two, three, or more attackers in a hand-to-hand combat scenario. Now, we're just getting warmed up, and we have a lot more to get to, so let's go ahead and jump back into our interview now. Now, Moni, against any attacker, our goal is always to end the fight as quick as we possibly can, right? But it's even more critical when you're talking about about multiple attackers because you can't sit there and dance around with all of them, you know, trying to like just fight a bunch of people all at the same time. Now, I know you've got a ton of various different tactics. There's different moves. There's different techniques that you have in, in your Commando Krav Maga system that are out there. But for what we're talking about with, with um, trying to end the fight really, really quickly, what would you say, what would you say are like the, I mean, anytime you have three people or, you know, two people or more there, even if you're in a parking lot, it instantly becomes kind of like a close quarters combat scenario because they can they can lock you in there. So you might not have a lot of room for all these fancy, you know, far away kicks and things like that. So if you could, what are what are just like a few of the best close quarters fighting tactics that work the best against multiple attackers? Well, one is uh, using preemptive uh, strike. 
preemptive strike would be even justified in the situation that you have multiple attackers. Because, you know, you're surrounded by four, five, six people and you fear for your life, you can break through, through, uh, you know, using the first step yourself. Many people, uh, really hesitate to be the first one because we, we keep teaching people, you know, respond to and don't be the first one because you're going to face the court at the end of the day. But with multiple attackers different, you have a better chance in the court. And, and this is something that people have to understand. So definitely strike first. If you feel that this is going to go bad, strike first and learn how to do knockout. You need to know how to knock out people. You need to know which point around the head, around the body, that you can actually knock out some people. And we are not talking about magic touch. We're talking about real uh, way to knock out people, know how to strike properly, know how to do it in continuously way, moving from one to another and being able to survive. In fact, I watched one of the videos of somebody that was, I think, in Turkey. And I will send you the video. It's really interesting. It was a big guy, but he'd been attacked by maybe 20 or 30 people. It was crazy. And the guy really refused to go to the ground. They tried to pull him to the ground and was striking one at a time and keep running between the cars and keep striking and somehow he survived. So the idea is not to stand in one place, to run out to knockout and knock out one at a time and keep moving. Of course, we have to always try to maneuver in ways that we line them up and so on, but it's easier to say than done because in reality, you know, it's almost impossible. I'll give you an example. You know, when I was teaching mixed martial art, and I was teaching mixed martial art for years, and some of my students become world champion. Uh, Carlos Newton became the UFC champion. He was my student. Carlos Newton being attacked one time in one of the clubs in Toronto by a group of young people. And the reason is he was trying to help some of some guys that they were attacking, and they jumped on him and started attacking. So he was actually dancing around and, and knocking out some people and jumping on the table, jumping on the chair. Eventually, he ended up in hospital with puncture uh, lungs because somebody stabbed him from the back with a knife. He couldn't do anything. There is no way he can do anything. So yes, he was actually able to beat four or five, but when you have ten, at the end of the day, somebody will be at your back and you cannot defend your back. And eventually it was okay. He ended up at the hospital as a UFC champion. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the reality of, of, uh, of, uh, multiple attacker is, is ugly. It's not nice. And you have to understand that. So you have to be preemptive. You have to strike first. You have to know how to knock out and you have to move from one to another, trying to break through the easiest first exit you can do and get to a leaded place and get some help. That's the only way you can do it. So, so let me ask you this. So you have four guys in front of you and you know you're not getting out of this fight. And you know you want to, you're going to strike preemptively and you know you're going to, you want to knock out this guy. He's the guy in front of the door. You want to knock him out and get through the door. Moni Isaac, what, what is the, the best knockout move? Like let's, let's give people like, if you've got, you've got the preemptive strike in front of you, most people would think, okay, just haymaker punch, just punch the guy in the face. And hopefully that knocks him out, right? What is your number one go-to? I've got a preemptive strike. I'm going to knock this guy out. What's your go-to move that you think has the best chance of knocking the person out? The type of strike that you would use and what your target would be to knock him out. 
Well, there are a few things. Number one, it's all in our uh, Commando Kramaga system. So everybody who joined the system when right. you get to level four or five is getting the multiple tanker part. It's also in the Sikkim University Online, and it's very detailed. It's it's a very organized way. But most of the time, what we're using is what we call um, a fake. So we're doing a small fake move to pull attention to one direction and going from the other side with the other direction and doing the knockout. Most of knockout move will be with open palm, not with fist, because you can break your knuckles easily. And we're using the palm of the hand to knock out, and we do knock out to uh, certain parts of, of the head that uh, definitely people will be knocked out. So the fake move is to pull attention. So, for instance, I can fake a small uh, left uh, low kick to the knee, say, very quick one, but just fake it. And when I do so, actually, I load the other side. If I'm doing a left, my right side going back, and I'm ready to go with my right, and then I'm going to uh, the face. Another thing we do is we call the check, which is we throw, let's say, the left hand to the nose and push it away and coming with the right to the back of the hand as a hammer, a fist, and so on. So, but definitely, guys will have to join the Commander Kramanga or uh, the Sikhem University Online, uh, that we have Sikhem Online, and see all of that uh, because it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating uh, class. The misfortune about all of that, you cannot take your partners and start practicing them. No, no, no. <laughs> Not willing partners. Yeah, don't tell them you're going to knock them out before you actually start knocking them out. Exactly. But you're, exactly. you're right. The knockout situation are, exist, and, you know, we have now mixed martial arts, and we can see what's working and what it's not. Right. So it's not it's not uh, any of the magic touch that, you know, touch with one finger and is falling. It's all about real knockout, and this is what you have to know, how to be precise, how to be absolutely loaded when you go through, and there is no hesitation. You're going to actually take this person down and take him as fast as possible. That's the only way for you to survive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Moni, even with um and most self defense schools that are out there don't they don't have I mean they don't they don't often train in multiple attack or defense. I mean even like you said, in your system it's you know, you've got to go through a few layers because you've got to build a foundation for this. So a lot of a lot of schools don't train this. However, we want people to be as ready as possible as soon as possible, right? And the reality is that if you are attacked out in the real world that it can be a multiple attacker thing. So, so what is maybe a safe, um, a safe training drill that we can leave people with that they can train with multiple attackers or at least start to get the, the basic framework of what it's like, even just to get that exposure, even just to get the mental, you know, that combative mindset of what it's like to be struck by, you know, several people or be in a fight with, with, you know, two, three or four more people. Give us like some sort of a step by step drill that somebody can do, even if they're training alone. Um, that they can use to be able to be better prepared today for a multiple attacker fight? So, number one, uh, we do it uh, normally for high levels. We do it, uh, the multiple attacker real drills, we do six, seven, and eight. We have eight levels from the system. And when we do that, we do it uh, as real as possible, obviously taking consideration safety in mind. Uh, people have to be in good shape because there is a chance that people will get hurt. There is always chance for injury. And as more you are in shape, there is less chance for injury. You have to have protective 
uh, environment in the sense of mats and, and walls that you are not going to crush and so on. One of the drill, for instance, we put a pad in one point, and this is a pad will be at the end of the, say, the training area. And the group standing about, say, 20 feet away from that. So, group surrounding you, you are 20 feet away from your safety, and your safety is this pad. If you are able to get to your pad, you will survive. Now, as a group, going to attack you when you are in many different situations, standing on your feet, lying on your back, sitting, and they're going to attack you from many different directions. Practically, and I can tell you that, every time we experiment that, the only people who survive are those who really, really run as fast as they can and maneuver in between and trying to be tricky and not go directly to the target, but kind of maneuvering in ways that it would be hard to predict where they're going and eventually they're going to where they need to go. The only drawback about that is that we cannot knock out people. So even if I'm throwing... As I'm escaping a punch, my punch will not be any way to knockout. It will be a punch to actually symbolize a knockout. And that's something that you have to understand. Otherwise, if you're going to work as real as it gets, nobody will train with you because most of them will be knocked out and, and, and damaged. So everything has to be done with understanding what the street is like, but you have to go through this, this drill, especially when you have a physical condition to do that without getting uh, injured, because it's so easy to get injured. You have to understand, if four people jumping on you, the main thing that happened, the first thing that happened, is that you're falling to the ground. Now you're falling to the ground, and three people on top of you, and if the floor is concrete, are you going to pretty much hurt your knees, your ankle, your back, your head, your neck, your elbow, even if you, you know, you know, even if you are somehow training, it's still going to happen. Uh, so for that reason, it's, it's not sexy, it's not juicy, it is reality. And reality is unique to stand on your feet, knock out people, and get the hell out of them as fast as you can. That's a reality. But the dream is actually very interesting because every time we do that, we see that the only people who really can survive are those who, who throw strike first and running as fast as they can, they have a better chance to survive. And now, what if the shelter will not be only, uh, I don't know, 30, 60 feet away. It's going to be 100 feet away, you know? Yeah. Then what kind of shape you have? It's, uh, yeah. Taking consideration that you fear for your life and your heart rate now going to 180 to 200 away, you know? Yeah. So definitely, uh, this is going to be very interesting drill for people to do when they already have some foundation, not before that, because it could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I'm thinking of also, just because... Because every, I mean, you've talked about movement so much that that's something you don't need to have 12 people there to, to go and practice. Like if you, if, like you said, like erratic movement that isn't predictable, being able to use your environment to your advantage, um, whether it's a parking lot or whether it, I mean, you're not supposed to be walking down dark alleys. So it's not like, you know, dumpsters and things like that, but places that you would normally get attacked, even if it's in like at your front door and things like that. So, when movement is that critical, it seems like even just having, even if it's just like the lone person doesn't have, you know, access to um, a local martial arts studio or anything like that, 
They can get your videos. They can go to ckmonline.com and things like that and go to the online university. They can learn these tactics, but then to apply them, even if it's just you in your home, talking to people that are, that are listening to this, is, you know, even if it's just like out in your driveway and you can simulate a parking lot attack and you can set up like a Bob training dummy or just something, even if it's just shadow or take your preemptive, um, take your preemptive strike. And then see what it's like. How hard is it to get over the hood of your car or around your car? And then maybe have another target on the other side, another, you know, another Bob train dummy or another imaginary target or something there. But just get used to how do you move? Because that is such an important factor when it comes to surviving against multiple attackers. So it seems like that might be something even, you know, you don't even need training buddies for it and you don't need to go anywhere for it. You can just use your techniques. The tactics that you have like in your videos and apply them with movement in these realistic surroundings. It seems like that would also be very helpful. It's excellent point. And I, I would want to stress that you can actually train maneuverability, uh, which is very, very important. How to maneuver between different objects as fast as you can in unpredictable way. We have that in the Elite Combat Fitness DVDs that I have. We have six DVDs. And we have a lot of movement that are basically all the Elite Combat Fitness is to keep you in the best shape for straight fight, for reality, and not to, you know, just look buff and, and so on. You have to have a, a functional type of, uh, of uh, fitness. That's what I'm doing till my, uh, my old uh, age. Um, <laughs> the point uh, when it's come to maneuverability, yes, there's a maneuverability that you have to move uh, fast between different objects and so on. But the point is, in in street fight, when you are surrounded by people that want to attack you, they are moving themselves. So objects don't move, people move. So this is different to practice. So yes, first you can practice with object, how to move fast in between, around, and so on. But eventually, you will have to have a moving target that's actually following you and trying to catch you. Yeah. And that's where the training has to be more intense, and, and, uh, and this is what we do in our system. Yeah, great. But it's an excellent point. Yeah. You know, some people really don't know how to move their body in ways that will be uh, almost impossible to catch them, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Moni, this is a this is a really hot topic. I mean, I think a lot of people are. This is a topic that a lot of people are really curious about, but have a lot of questions about. And you've given some some really actionable tips that people can walk away with right now and be able to put to use, even in their own planning for self protection, but then also in your own in your own training as well. Uh, listen, everybody. Uh, listen, I've known I've known Moni now for over twelve years. I've been a huge fan ever since he came out with the Commando Krav Maga fighting system. And uh, it's some of the most realistic stuff. I mean, you really see how easy it is that somebody gets choked out. You see, I mean, you see so many different realistic approaches to this stuff because Moni built this system specifically for the reality of a street attack and the reality of the battlefield out there, even for special operations. So this is a very practical system. Um, he has been building up uh, this online university over the last few years, just launched it. It's a really incredible system. It's got a lot of online stuff there, a lot of things that we're talking about, a lot of the foundational things as well. Um, so I definitely say go over and check out his website. Go over to www.commandokravmaga.com and also go over and check out the online system over at www.ckmonline.com. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying, prepare, train, and survive.
ultimate modern combat and survival. survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.